The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. As always, I am your host, AJ, that is Jay. Hello again. That is Phil. Hello, pitiful mortals. <laughs> and today we are going to do a not-so-quick, but maybe quick, you know, depends, podcast on, or basically review, on Kamen Rider Double. So before anything, let's get the shilling out of the way. If you want to send us questions, questions down below at the address down below, or if you can't actually see the address for whatever reason, maybe you're watching this on iTunes, uh, then the uh, address is tokenpodcastio at gmail.com. The server link is also down below. Join at your leisure, unless you're from Reddit. Anyways, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, oh. And if you and if you'd like to support the show just a little bit, maybe send us a couple of dimes. You know, we break a bunch of guitars and we will draw some dimes. You know, send us down. The link is also down below. Uh, you know, one dollar or more will get you a shadow. Five dollars or more will get you a plug for whatever you want. And ten dollars or more means that well, congratulations, you just gave us ten dollars. So, I think that's all the shilling out of the way. So on with today's topic. Which is Comrade Double, which in and of itself in our own podcast world has a lot of history because we've tried this motherfucker three goddamn times. And we've always Just failed. Just like every other show, and it always fails. So fingers crossed. Well, that's the thing, because the first time we did this, I remember it was something on Rob then. Rob, we couldn't hear anything on Rob. This was before Jay came in. Mm. The second time we did this was when Jay was here. And I don't even remember what happened to that one. So let's hope third time's the charm. Hopefully. So. <laughs> uh, so where do we start? Should we start with... You know what? Since this, is, this isn't as bad as a blade, but it also does have a bit of a history with subs. Let's, let's start with subs because... We were talking a little bit about it also beforehand, so let so let's let's start with the subbing history of Common Rider Double before we actually get into Double itself. So uh, yeah, so as you you may or may not know, uh, Double was the very first show subbed by our dear Overtime. Uh, back then they called themselves Double Time, and you know when the show ended they started calling themselves Overtime. Get it? That's <laughs> that's where the name come from. Hard time. Um. Why they started to sub the show, I don't exactly remember. It's been uh, you know, it's been so long. I didn't probably. It's probably check. because of um, the Akuma Dino Three. So, so, yes. So, <laughs> what a as we all know, TV Nihon is uh, bad. Uh, let's just put it like that. They're bad. Um, their most infamous gaffe, probably beyond all of Blade was near the tail end of a decade when they started showing previews for Double, uh, they subtitled one. And in the first episode, there's a part where Philip is handing the belt to Shotaro, and he says something like, do you have the courage to ride with the devil or whatever? And it's a famous line, like, you know. Yeah, and I don't remember how exactly that's pronounced in Japanese. But the way they subbed it, 
they subtitled that line as Akuma Dino 3 Yuki. Exactly. They didn't translate half of the sentence, and they got it completely wrong. You see, Akuma... Okay, devil. But Akuma Dino 3 Yuki... That like, they is got, just pigeon bullshit. They got two of the words right, but they didn't translate those words, and everything else and was then the wrong. the rest of it was garbage. <laughs> Complete bollocks. <laughs> like, I, okay, like, I can understand maybe leaving something untranslated because that's what just TVN does. You know what Bakasan Danba Tantachi? I get it, but if you but where the fuck did they get dinosaurs from? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that when you listen to the... We weren't even in episode one yet. <laughs> if you listen to the line there uh, with those subs, you can kind of hear it sounds like he says dino in three in English, in bad English, while he's saying the word in Japanese. And Takanoko being, as I have said Takenoko. many times before, a half-deaf Malaysian who doesn't understand Japanese, <laughs> thought he was just saying that in English. But he got the right words in Japanese... <laughs> and then still didn't translate them. And now, of course, I mean, to be when fair, the actual episode aired... Would it have made any more sense in English if he says, do you have the courage to ride with the Dino 3? <laughs> no. Maybe he, maybe he likes Alba made, Ranger. Would it have made it any better? No. Yeah, yeah Double double just happened to be the, the long-lost sequel to Alba Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The fucking I... Alba all, you know, all 12 Alba Ranger fans are still hoping for so, you know. <laughs> I joke, oh, Abba Ranger is good. That's not, fair. That's not good. fair. We have at least one person out there who still dresses as Abba Ray Pink. <laughs> I don't know. At least Abba Ranger is good. So, no. This uh, is true. This is true. I watched... this, they, they thought enough to fix the line before the actual episode aired. Because yeah, I never saw that. the fact is that he translated it that way and looked at it. It was like, yeah, this is fine. Until people started making fun of him for it. <laughs> like it, it's, it's it's times like these where I where I wish Tak Takanoko was like a magenta magenta type figure. <laughs> I, I we need more of that. We need more subtitlers going insane. Wait, magenta well, he magenta. Does. He just keeps it to his own forum where nobody looks. This is true. Also, Phil, I I don't I I'm pretty sure we've we mentioned magenta magenta on the Blade episode already. We'll we'll mention him again in full full detail one day when we actually do that subbing episode oh, or that mini episode of, about subs because <laughs> that's a story. That's like a that's like a Lord of the Rings Tolkien esque tale. They've the, mentioned the story. It. The the last this is probably the last we'll talk about subs. But the story of Magenta is a story of what not to do when you're an internet personality. Like, <laughs> like that. Oh. Especially when you're dealing it's, with fortune. Let me. It's, it's almost like a. It's almost a Hitchcock. It's almost like a Hitchcock level thriller. Just to see what the fuck he did. Uh, but I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, it's it is a it's a fucking riot. Oh but my enough god! About oh, like I said, one, one day when we wrong. do the actual sub episode, that'll be. Fun. I need to hear it. But um, but um, for today, like like we said, as we were already speaking about. Double, Kamen Rider Double, the first, technically the first, of the Phase 2 post-decade weird shit. See, I, okay, so it's funny, because like, cause bringing up Double, and since we're talking about Double today, I've always wanted to say, 
is there a better way to say like phase two because phase one and phase two hey say you know obviously they feel nothing alike there is a way to say it but we don't like saying it uh, yeah, well, there's... No, that's the, oh, that's the wrong way to say it. <laughs> yeah, there's the whole... Because, like, you know, because I always tell say. people, like... <laughs> yeah, like, because I, I always tell people, like, once you hit, like, wizard, it becomes almost like a completely different phase at that point, even though it's in the same fucking era, and it's really weird. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, every single time I watch Double Forza and O's, they feel way, way different than when we get from, like, wizard all the way to now and hell even like even then like there's so many weird little eras but excuse me but that's neither here nor there let's talk about the actual show so So, uh uh, yeah uh let's i mean let's start obviously with the the gimmick the big gimmick is um obviously the gimmicks themselves um going on it's drunk (laughs) (laughs) well yes i need my vicodin dog (laughs) Unless it's steroids, in which case, shoot up, motherfuckers. Give me the intravenous, <laughs> motherfuckers. Because I mean, to, Thank I mean, you, to Vince. be fair, when you when you really think about it, when you really think about it, the the T two memories or the the memories that we use to transform are essentially just steroids. Pretty much, relatively. But no, I I'm talking more like about even even Hulk Hogan would be like, oh brother, <laughs> brother. hey brother. brother. What what Dopont would Hogan be? I'd say violence. Uh, no. T Rex. Just to no, give him that ridiculous be, uh, head. I don't know. Is there is there a is there a memory for extremely ludicrous liar? Uh, well, there is a there was a liar memory. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's Hogan. Oh wait, wait. No. Give, I got one. That, I got that it. Finish doesn't work for me. Bro. Give him the no. t- give him the T two Luna memory just so he can become as flamboyant as the user. Well, I mean, hey, I he see. was also a pro wrestler, so. <laughs> I yeah, forgot this about is that. True. But no, no. What I'm trying to say is. Make fucking <laughs> well, yeah. Damn it. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> the memories are what I'm talking about, but not in that way. I mean, just in general. Because obviously, you know, you look at the shows beforehand, and if you start getting a little bit with Kiva and Decade there, there wasn't really that toyetic, gimmicky nature where it was there's a million little toys that you got to stick in the belt and it does a thing. You know, decade had it yeah, with the yeah. cards, but of course that was his whole gimmick is that he had the. Yeah, we got to see with the cards. Like, didn't the um, no, I think that was the super best, I believe. But didn't the? I think most of the the writer cards came with. The I think that might have been the super like best. Certain ones came with figures. Yeah, I don't recall exactly. I know they had a lot of like extra cards, but a lot of them were just sort of like the stupid arcade game. It wasn't really like, oh, you need to get this card so you can use this sound in the belt. Most of them were just like generic things. No, well, yeah, like I think because I know a lot of them were attack rides and stuff like that. Yeah, double was the first one that really like focused on it and made it a part of the plot. Where you had, you know, double has his memories where he's got, you know, he's got the special ones and he sticks them in the belt and gets the different forms. And of course, that's the one where we start getting a million fucking forms for each rider instead of having like two or three. Again, double not ex- you know, double excluded because of his whole gimmick there. Double at least uh, it know, worked. It worked with well, du- well, it worked with double at least because you needed there. that. So that was his his shtick. 
But well, with double, I was actually you... gonna mention that because like, because with double, it works better because, and we'll get into you know the story element of it also. But like, they never had to like go out and get their forms. It was really the only two forms in this entire show that they actually had to grab was Fang and Extreme. Pretty much, and those like, were upgrades. The, the, of the course, combos not... that they had. Which one? Yeah, and they yeah those were the upgrade you know the standard super forms and all that. And that's, yeah, because like their normal forms, they, they they had them from the beginning, and I'm like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. Like, just have them. Yeah, and you know, you compare even to O's and Forze, where they had to get all their switches and they had to move them over the show. Yeah, but O's Double did something. Di- but O's did something different. They at least changed it around where it would where he would lose the medals and would have to rely on the ones that are still around. Yes, yeah, because because that- at least with this one, like they at least mentioned like, okay, you know, um. Like the these are specifically made for double, which is which is I, I kind of missed that. Like when we had like the like there's there's obviously like corrupted versions of um, what do you call it of like gimmicks nowadays. But like these were specifically made. Like no, these are compatible only with them, which I like that idea. Yeah, you know, obviously again, yeah, the, 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 I'm getting all screwed up now. But yeah, and that's another thing there is that, uh, you know, all the villains had their own little gimmicks, too. And of course, you know, you couldn't use those with the belt. Those were just for collecting on the side. They weren't really important. But, you know, sorry, that's where the... fucking cat had the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, hey, the cat! Don't, don't you, talk you, shit you about Nick. He was a good boy. You, you mentioned... It's because, like, as soon as you mentioned the villains, it just popped into my mind that cat wearing the fucking... <laughs> fucking cat! And I'm just like... Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He was a good. He was a good boy. He didn't do nothing. All right. Yeah, because he so, did nothing in the show. Yes, the most he did. Voided up cat in the world. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, and again, it's it's really different even looking at you know the later ones where the, the gimmicks are more heavy and there's more toy showing. Where with double, obviously, you know he has them all at the start. You know, obviously with the toys, you can get them all in one thing. You still had to buy the other things. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and it's it's really different looking back at how they they start doing with the, the gimmick toys, and it's really interesting there. And it kind of like you were saying there with like Wizard onwards, it starts being really really different. The toys at least, yeah, because at least because at least with like Forze or Double the Forze, you have like a very 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 set amount of gimmicks. Because like with Wizard, it felt like every other fucking episode, it's like ring. And it, and it can and it happened with like everything like like I mean hell, look at all, how many fucking ride watches there are for fucking. That's Zio. why oh I never God, collected yeah. anything from Zio aside from like Jesus aside from the Waz stuff. Like Jesus, like Jesus Christ, like it, it, yeah, it I mean, starts to get people into can, overdrive. People can mention like 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 people can mention like you know all the all the extra stuff for double, but like at least that came out gradually and not like. Oh, by this, all of us. Yeah, the r- yeah, and again, they're like, no, with here's, here's those ride watches. With most of them, you, Sorry, you couldn't on. use them with the belt, anyways, so it didn't even really matter. Yeah, those like, r- those ride watches go for like thirty. Some of them go for like fifty bucks a pop, and at least, but they do, but that's all you get. At least with the, at least when before the the super best and twentieth anniversary stuff came out, you at least got the guy the Gaia memory. If it was if it was metal or trigger, you got the weapon with it. Now. You didn't need it. It was good for the kids, but hey, you and, got something. The weapon so- wasn't too bad. But you either. got something. Like, from what I remember. But you got something. No, that's what with I was it. saying. Like at least with the weapon, like from what I remember, the weapons they weren't actually too bad either. I mean, 
obviously, you know, you're not going to get a full blown staff with your thing. I mean, congratulations, <laughs> intellect. If you, if anybody actually thought you'd get a staff from the show, show accurate, my God, you. you I mean, triggers triggers well, model was someday. repainted for skulls magnum, and if you wanted to do a skull cosplay, it was the perfect size. This is true. All you need to do is repaint that fucking thing. Hmm. Uh. I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah. No, actually, they did sell. They did actually sell Skull's Magnum, and it came with his, uh, or his, or his Gaia memory. Yeah, but that's the. But I mean, what would you rather do? Pay like two hundred dollars for Skull's Magnum, or just repaint the one you have already? I'd probably repaint it if I had. Uh, yeah, I'd repaint it. But, but like we were saying, like going with like the memories, like the, the show itself, like like Jay said, like it introduced gimmick. Mm gimmickry into the into the franchise but it, again i think it did it because it did it the best of all of them that we've had so far because with all the other ones i mean always and force did it all right as well but with double i didn't feel overwhelmed like i didn't feel like oh yeah my God, how many are we getting here yeah where with where with oh is the the core metals were MacGuffins. Important to know mm -hmm. who had how many, and you know where's which and stuff like. That. And which ones With made a combo? Obviously, they were important. The guy memories there, but they weren't really important beyond that specific episode. Obviously, there well, was. I was the... gonna say. Oh, sorry. I, no. I was just gonna say like um. <clears throat> I, I, sorry, I was just gonna say like, e even like in the sense of guy memories, like the guy memories that Double had were never important. They were just their weaponry. The guy members that actually mattered were like the illegal ones, like the actual the street drugs, the, the heroin. Yeah, yeah the, the villains. You know and what? That's the, what I was about to if say. You th if you really think about it from a medical, from like the drug point of view, the Gaia memories, the like the ones that the the illegal ones are basically street drugs, while the ones that Double uses are detox drugs, essentially. More yeah, or less, kinda. that's the point. Yeah, where it's. They're more like a, they're more refined, and obviously they're not necessarily as powerful. And they make a note of that in the show yeah. there, and of course there's a bit of that too with the uh, lieutenants, you know, the the big bads, where they have their own special belts, but they use the same ones the villains do, and it's it's a bunch of power level bullshit. It's not really that important. But see, I like the steroid analogy better. <laughs> yeah, but no, what I was saying is that um, where the memories are important, they're usually not super important beyond that episode and even then it's more yeah. okay we gotta figure out this guy's power and that's how we figure out how to beat him and that's basically it there really wasn't too much to it and then they blew it up at the end of the episode anyways yeah and, and the best thing about that was since it was a villain one it's not like like they never said oh hey kids go buy drugs you know they they, they basically said no this is one that you don't want this is a bad yeah. And of Don't course, they it. still sold them anyways, but you know, it's not a And for the collectors! <laughs> well, see, you gotta, well, see, you gotta start them off young with the kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and of course, that's kind of the the whole nature of the show. Is it's, it's you know, obviously, I'm sure you... You know, Devil is a detective show, so that's kind of the big component there. Is, okay, we gotta figure out what the criminal is doing, we gotta figure out what his power is, and we gotta stop him from doing the thing, and figure out how to beat them you know it's simple enough and it's not really super uh continuity heavy i mean it definitely is but it's it's not something like i mean fuck it let's say like gaim or drive or something yeah, where no, you no. need to watch every single episode to figure it out you can kind of watch it you know bits and pieces here and there 
there's going to be some some episodes. Obviously, you'll want to watch it in order, but it's not something like you can just drop in at kind of like any point, and you more or less will be able to figure out what's going on. It's not super. To be fair, though, I was going to say to be fair, I would if you're going into watching this show. Um, I would not suggest skipping any episodes because you could well, no, skip some really fun moments. Like, even moments that don't matter. Like, and, and we'll get into them as we go on. No, but, no, yeah, there's even, definitely... Like, little episodes that would don't matter. I, I feel like you're kind of robbing yourself of not watching the whole thing because there's a lot of fun little moments. I mean, to, to spoil one right now before we even, like, uh, before we elaborate on it is, well... The fucking puppet episode. I mean, that's that's an infamous oh, one right fuck there. I, f- I forgot no. about the puppet episode. Oh, that episode sucks. <laughs> it's great. They had the puppet with a gun. It's only oh! one of the two episodes, goddammit. Oh, I remember but that now. No, yeah. But that's so the thing good. I was I was going to say. I wouldn't necessarily say skip episodes, but it's more like, oh, uh, well, if you're not feeling this one, maybe you can just watch another game. It's not super no, yeah. important to some of them. You shouldn't them. though, because there are no. because there are good little character moments and little tiny details that do get established and then get answered as the show goes on. Like incest. Oh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Thanks, Sanjo. Woo! <laughs> somebody, no, somebody call the Borgias. <laughs> Uh, you know what? When we actually get to that part of the review, I'm just going to play a very soft, soft Sweet Home Alabama through the whole thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll get uh, to that. But yeah, so speaking of... Looks like the that, Lannisters uh, are around. Actually, <laughs> I, I yeah, let's get into the, the cast into here. The and yeah. We'll get, you know, obviously we'll start with Double there, both of them. And that's kind of the, you know, that's the one thing that sets Double apart from really any of the other shows is that the main writer is two people and of course that's the gimmick there he's called double for the reason <laughs> so we've got best boy Shothero. uh he is Bless as soul. the show describes a half-boiled detective <laughs> he's a guy who really really tries to be like you know the, the old detective noir hard-boiled guys he's just he's just too fucking stupid to do it he's just but he's so just good. an idiot you know what i would you know what i would i would you know what I would put him as, and and, and this is funny because now after rewatching Blade and having it so fresh, I would kind of akin him to Kenzaki with more of, with more of a bit of tryhardness, but played for comedic effect because Kenzaki would never tried hard. No, but Shocho did, and it was for, and it was more of like, but when he did it, it was more comedic in that nature. Yeah, because they both very strike me like that they're cut from the same cloth. They really are, honestly, in the in the same way that they're. They're really just, I want to do what's right because I failed to do something at this point and it's screwed me up ever since and it's, you know, it's my sworn duty to, to be a hero and save the world and blah, blah, blah. They want to be like their their mentors. They want to be ju- <laughs> just as good or even better than them and that that's what drives them. Yeah, yeah and, and obviously like, Shotaro like is definitely... Yeah, me too. And he's, he's definitely played more for... Uh, comedy value than a lot of other writers are even compared to like shit what's the best comedy writer uh, even Denno he's Denno. he's honestly played more for comedy value than Denno so, well that's because he's so good at making those he pretty oh is. my god he is he is such a very he's a very expressive actor 
I, I if love you guys Kiriyama. ever want like if you guys ever want like a way to fill your folder to capacity of just reaction images watch double for like five minutes and it'll be like at one terabyte <laughs> dude there's great. i i keep seeing like double screen caps people using who have never heard of com writer using screen caps as reaction images that's how powerful and it's not even just shotaro it's like other characters too if that's how powerful yeah, that's, that's the kind of the cool thing isn't it because like i think in this show especially even if they weren't going for that everybody everybody in the cast has some goddamn really good expressions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, They're really very good. animated. Really, yeah. yeah very expressive, very animated. It's very it's very high energy. And it's it's really something oh, yeah. that it gives it a very different tone to a lot of different shows. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Deck Arranger thing, where it's obviously, you know, it's you got the detective and you've got the the cop elements and it's, I see you what know, you mean. Dealing with very dealing with very heavy subjects and very, you know, serious matters you know like murder and crime and blah 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 you know all this you know yeah. dark stuff but you know the characters are these energetic kind of goofballs who are just you know playing up cracking like jokes making stupid you get the comedy <laughs> you get the comedy it's a very it's lighthearted saying, like with it's a very lighthearted take on this kind of you know <laughs> you'd expect a detective kind of show to be you know it's grim and you know it's serious but not nah, here they're just kind of you know goofing off and cracking jokes and making faces and stuff of all the wind towers in all the world, she had to walk into mine. And that's basically, yeah, that's basically how <laughs> Shotaro tries to talk all the time. And then he, you know, runs into a post or somebody says something stupid and makes fun of I him. Love I love this. I love Shotaro. He is he's, honestly, like, if we're just talking main writers as characters, he's, like, top five. He really, he's so fucking Oh, yeah. Great. And I want to see him and in more stuff, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good segue there. Because of the gimmick where there's, you know, the two and one, it makes bringing him back difficult because you have his other half, Philip, there. But uh, they have... Oh, let's go on. Sorry, sorry. I guess the nicest way to put it, he's super smart, but he's super autistic because he's he's got a... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put it like that, but he's got I a... Mean, to be fair, to be fair... That's not a bad way to as do somebody it. who no, has his, as you. somebody who's also very quiet at times and is bookwormish as well, I can I can kind of I, I know what you guys are saying and I see it in him. Well, well Phil, Phil, the thing well, is the Okay, thing is, let me you might be a bit of what, a, we, we we're all kind of bookwormish, but tell me the last time <laughs> you ever got so insanely into something that you were literally depriving yourself and sweating yourself until you were the like the weight of a fly. Yeah, that's not that. Much. What I meant there is that is that Philip is obviously he's super smart, but he he's you know oh I think he's got you. amnesia. It's an amnesia plot again, as I as I love to mention that I hate, but it's done well because again it's not really that important to the plot. It's so true. Philip is you know he's super smart, but he's book smart, but he you know he knows about like science and all this stuff because he's got. He's got this. I don't remember what the fuck the Gaia library is. He's got well, all we'll, of the knowledge we'll in the planet. The internet. Yeah, he's basically got the internet in his head. He can look up anything <laughs> in the universe and he'll just know it. But he doesn't but know he how to talk to a girl. Machine. He doesn't have memories about anything or anything. So he'll just randomly find out about something stupid and he'll get super hyper fixated into it and become obsessed with it. 
and drops everything he's doing to focus on it. That really, that's kind of what I meant. There. That really is what how and somebody with uh, with like ADHD and uh, and somebody with autism actually does act. They get very hyper. They get so focused on something that they don't realize everything around them. And I like that touch. Well, yes, that's that's what I meant. There is that he he kind of he portrays those symptoms and kind of not necessarily intentionally there where. You know, obviously he'll just be, you know, he'll be trying to figure out the case. And then, you know, somebody mentioned something offhand. He's like, oh, what the hell is that? And he drops everything. And he starts looking up random shit about like soccer yeah. or takoyaki or like weightlifting <laughs> or dogs or whatever the hell. He'll just start going on tangents about it. And it just, and that's where the comedy comes in. It's is great. That you've got the ultra serious, but totally inept detective and the super smart, but super one track mind, hyper fixated genius there. And then they're the same person fighting the crime together. And, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit of wacky. It's a bit of an odd couple type of thing there. It's they fun. basically need well. each other. They ba- they basically need each other. Yeah, basically. Well, that's that's kind of like that's kind of like the perfect way to put this show. You know, it's they're two sides of like one person, but that's basically because they complete each other in a way. That, and that's something that really plays into the show. And the transformations. Too. Like, you look at, like, uh, do you mind if well, I, yeah, that's, that's do you mind if I, uh, like, I say, I mention Fang for a second before we move on? Well, I was, I was actually getting into, like, the transformation stuff, too. Uh, uh, but should we talk no, about characters first? Well, no, this is still technically yeah. character, so you can go with it. Like, uh, you look at when they're always when the two of them transform. Shotaro is always the one who gets the bu- who gets the suit, while Philip is knocked out. It's a si- it's a side effect. However, when Fang goes into there, which is arguably more powerful, it's Philip who gets the suit, and Shotaro is the one who's knocked out. And I like that because Philip is always very mild mannered and very laid back and. Well, very hyper focused, but when he's at, in Fang, he's letting out all of his unbridled anger, and it is just—it's it, beautiful. I love it. I love it. See, see it's funny because when you mention transformations, it plays into the show a lot. Because the the entire show, and this kind of started—it ended at Forze, but this kind of started the uh, the two show. The two show theme of extreme homoeroticism. Oh, dear God. And it's true because it was way more in O's. Let's be fair here. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't get to write in each other's faces wet on a beach <laughs> levels. That's, that's a whole other. That's like, that's beyond Rocky 3 and Apollo Creed, okay? So, let's be honest. Um, but, but like they, they do have like this very like strong like brotherly bond where it's like t- towards the end of the show where when they when they're uh, beginning to get their final form which is extreme it becomes a thing of like okay they have to work together because if not if one is basically not in the right mindset they have to they can't transform anymore and it's and it's even a thing of like where what do you call it it's even a thing of where like one of the characters in the show basically tells him, well, you can't use this form because he's too stupid or he's not ready. He's not strong enough. And it takes them learning, well, yeah, we do have flaws. We do kind of fuck up, but that kind of that's kind of what makes us us. And that's what really lets them become, well, that, that final form and lets them become stronger in a sense. And I like that idea. I've always liked that, cause especially with this two writer and one idea where it's like, well, you do have to have cooperation because if not, oh, you'd kind of be screwed. 
pretty much. Yeah. And that's uh, it really lends to the characters there, where like you know, they they, 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 they I already forgot. What I was gonna say, never mind, cut that part. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, and it's never mind. Well, I, I was I was actually gonna gonna go off from there because one a big theme that isn't again this isn't smacked over your head, and we'll get into it more with the other characters as well. It isn't bashed over your head. Is a theme of, ye- and there's a fucking song in the show named after you guys. If you if you don't get it by that point, I don't know. Do 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 do. Nobody's perfect. Oh yeah, best song. That, that that that's the that song basically like encapsulates the entire show's theme. Like, yeah, like every everybody in this show is a flawed character into a sense. Like everybody. And everybody in the show, like hero-wise, learns to cope and live with that. And I and I like that idea in the show. I love that idea because it, it's a good, honestly, it's a good message for kids, like to show, like, yeah, people are different, but that's not a bad thing. And I like that. I love that idea. You know, among you know, McGruff the crime dog saying say no to drugs, but you know, that's another thing. <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> Only you can prevent Gaia memories from going onto the streets. Pretty much. I'm, Pretty sm- much. I'm um, Smokey the Bear. Sadly, we'll never. Uh, sadly, we'll never see Double again because. Well. Yeah. 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 Suda unfortunately got the popularity, on um, you know more than Kiriyama at least, but. And that's why we're never going to see Double or well, There was a way we could have gotten... We There was one way. They did establish it. It's a different... It, well, should, should we mention the Lost Driver? Well, they, we'll mention that towards the end. There was a way. We'll talk about that in the plot, though. Yeah, th- this is characters right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, speaking of characters, let's move on to a very... Let's say polarizing figure when it comes to this show. Don't ask me questions. Uh, what's her name again? Akiko. I can't remember her name anymore. Akiko. There you go. I want to say Ako- I want to say Akari, but that's a different show. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other worst female character. Oh. No. Yeah. Uh, so Akiko is uh, their quote unquote boss. She's the you know mentor's daughter, and daughter she takes over boss. because he's uh, he's missing quote unquote. He's fucking dead. He's dead. Jay. He's dead. He dies in the first episode, but you know he's, he's he not shot. dead until the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, we don't, don't know he's don't dead know, yet. I don't know many people who him. basically. Uh, I don't know many people who basically go hmm, when they get shot in the back by a fucking like basically an anti-tank rifle. Jesus. I mean, it's Koji Kakala. I mean, you know, this have you seen that man? I mean, I'm pretty sure that guy eats like. He pretty he pretty much eats bullets. He like looks like he of mercury. He looks like he does. He's a but Mishima no, Heihachi. Yeah, um, he can eat metal. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, <laughs> she is a, a very polarizing character because she is. Uh, well, I'll just put it like this: she is obnoxious as hell and does nothing. Uh, she is. That's the thing. That's the thing that's kind of annoying about her, though. She has points where she. I I feel like they were going to give her something, like ever, like remember that episode? I think like, everybody remembers the episode specifically when she started mirror, mirroring her own father in a way where it's like. It felt like they were going somewhere. 
Yeah, the one episode that she tries to solve a case on her own. Well, I guess technically one of two, but really the only one she actively does anything. Yeah. Pretty much. And, you know, she not only does she fucking solve the case by accident, she spends the entire time making an ass out of herself. But that's really the thing, is that she wouldn't really be so bad if it wasn't for... She's just so annoying. The thing is, she's they're yeah. trying to make her the comic it's... relief when the heart when the thing is every book character in this show has comic relief in them. It's not it's even just really, that. It's also It's more... really oh, just sorry. her voice. Like <laughs> yeah. she's fine See, when the... she's talking normally, but the second she raises her voice, it's nails on a chalkboard. And it's all the fucking time with her. She's just screaming. <laughs> And it's like, ee! I want to kill myself. You, you know what? It, you know what it is. It's and especially for me, it's that generic, cutesy wootsy anime voice I hear a lot that just disgusts me. I hate yeah. that just generic voice, and yeah. she does that a lot, screaming, and it's just. And, and see, the thing is, I don't mind her too much a lot of the time, but when she gets really annoying, she gets really annoying. <laughs> Like, she wouldn't like, be as God. bad if it weren't for the fact that she didn't have the worst possible voice. Because that's that's really my problem with her, is that she doesn't really do anything. She constantly, like, belittles and mocks Shotaro every time he does anything. No matter how much like no matter how much good shit he does, he's constantly getting shit on by her. She's constantly hitting him over the head with a fucking shoe. For some reason. I don't know why. It's like she's a Mexican grandmother. Maybe she's just jealous. <laughs> Is that of racist Sandal? for me to say? Because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I don't she... really care. I know that's a thing that people say. I I Either get way. the feeling she might be <laughs> she might be jealous because Shotaro was around longer with her father than she was with him. But that it's is, not even. I mean, that could have been a thing, they, but it was never even mentioned. Yeah, that's the thing. If that was like the angle they went with, I mean, I'd be fine with it then. I mean, obviously, you know, it's still cut on some slack after a point. But it's still, like, they never really, like, give her a reason why. It's just that she's just an asshole to him for no reason. Yeah. I, I, I get and, it. And see, the thing is, again, she, she, she calms down towards the ending of the show. But, again, it, it doesn't kind of, it really, at that point, it doesn't rectify all the shit that she does to him. Because, like, again, when I was watching, it's... again, I don't mind her as much. But there's a point where I'm just like, okay, I understand there's something there that you don't like about him, but the guy's saving your fucking ass on a daily basis, lady. Cut him some He's slack. the one paying like, the it's bills. It's not even that, like, she, like, starts treating him better. She just, like, stops being an asshole. It's, she's still, like, making fun of him and stuff, too, but it's, you know, she's not constantly being up his ass about how useless he is. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and that's the thing um, I don't like. <laughs> See again, I, I I don't I didn't mind her to the point where I hated her, but again I didn't like her either. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, it's not like I, I wish hate we her. Could have done something her with her. I just wish she did. It wasn't like she has no development. I guess is the best way to say it. She really does you not develop. You know what develop. she has? Bringing back the Mexican grandmother analogy, she has the Vicky Guerrero screech. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking does, doesn't she? Oh lord. Oh fuck! That was not the, the someone's gonna have someone's gonna have someone's gonna have to edit her like yelling "excuse me" into that. That would be mm, <laughs> do that. Get oh. that. Get on that. But, That'd be amazing. 
But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's really the problem. I think that's why she's a, kind of a divisive character. Is that she's a no? Well, again, she's annoying, and two, she's just kind of a stead static character overall. It's not that you know she's exactly. bad. I don't hate her. It's just that she doesn't really contribute anything, and the few times she does, no, she, doesn't. she doesn't really learn anything. Like there's. And see, the thing is, you could even you can even argue her contributions are, ex- like honestly, merely accidental in nature most of the time. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you brought that up. There's the one uh, there's the one episode where she breaks into the villain's mansion to solve the case that's completely unrelated to the fact that the villains, for some reason, I don't know, that was a weird case, anyways. And she spends the entire time, basically just being herself, bumbling around, and she solves the case by accident. Because she accuses the wrong person, and then the criminal reveals themselves anyways because of something she offhandedly mentioned. I'm of course, you know, summing up two episodes into you know one sentence there, but it, that's basically how it happens: is that she solves the case by accident, <laughs> yeah. not even intending to do it, <sighs> and she still somehow takes the glory for it. And you know, obviously, okay, she did solve the case, but she doesn't really grow from it. She doesn't really learn anything from her experiences, because she's like, if Shotura can do it, I can too. And then she realizes, oh, I'm way over my head, but still treats him like shit and still thinks she's top, you know, topped off. I feel like they and were, that's really what I hate. I feel like they were trying to set something up, like we said, but they never really remembered to give her anything to do. I, See, again, I if, if they had gone with the angle that you had mentioned, that like maybe maybe she was resentful at Shotaro because, oh, you spent more time with my father than I did. If they had set that up, or if they even had hinted at it, I don't think I would have been so annoyed at her, because at least I would have understood something. Because, yeah, they, they, they mention it They mention it a couple times where she's like, oh, I barely knew my dad. He was always off on work, and you know we, we were never together. And, of course, fucking Sanjo retconned it to some weird explosive spider bullshit in the skull movie let's not talk about movie war core right now because it's gonna get me mad like always (laughs) (laughs) but no no. because they they mentioned like once or twice that you know she you know oh i never really knew my dad i never really could spend time with him blah 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 he was always kind of distant and you know like you said there it would have been a perfect way to kind of like give her a reason to just be such a shit to show to her all the time and then they never do anything with it. She's just an asshole. Hell, you could even say, you could even say, like, she was, you, 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 yeah, sorry, if you didn't want to go for that angle, you could even make it like, okay, maybe she's just an asshole to him because she didn't grow up with a father and she just, she never had that fatherly figure, so she just kind of grew up really rebellious, like, towards her own mother or something. You could even say that, like, that's, that's, that's a story as old as time you could have put in there. I don't know. I, I feel like she could have been done better. But let's go on to a character that was done better. Let's get on to our to secondary writer of the evening. One of the best secondary writers ever, Ryu Terui, Common Writer Excel. AKA, Axel, I don't know. AKA Common Writer Punch. AKA Common Writer Common Writer Police Brutality. AKA Common Common Writer <laughs> We brought back in we Very brought much. back in Chase Saka because Drive's actor really likes him. <laughs> I mean, everybody really likes Axel, man. I mean, Riku Sanjo would have brought him back anyways, because he's, you know, obsessed with continuity. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. He, you know what? Zio is his fault. I'm going to say it right now. Zio is his fault. 
<laughs> no. We'll, we'll get to hey, Zio later. We'll get to Zio later. We, we've got a couple more weeks before Zio. You know, actually speaking yes, of, it's we got, a couple... We got a... It's uh, rather coincidental doing this now, because it's almost been ten years exactly since the first episode. Actually, it's almost been nine years since the show ended, even. But obviously, you know, the whole Ooh. one year cycle. I feel old. Mm. Uh, honestly, it's just funny to me, because, have. like, we, we, we say, we say you know, Ryu Chirui punches everything, but that's more him in the, in the V cinema. In the show, to a certain In the point, show, it's more like... Ryu Tururi tries to murder everyone with his sword. <laughs> the one that he can't yeah, pick it's... up unless he's transformed. That's my it's... favorite part. I, you should really, you really should just rename him, like, Tom Raider Angerman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he should be played by Jack Nichols. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, we don't but need that! But, I know that's a reference to all of our friends. Oh, all of our fuck. Oh. Totally. <laughs> I just got that. No. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but no, um, Terui's kind of this great uh, parallel early on to Shotaro where Shotaro is this, you know, this fun-loving, but, you know, well-meaning kind of doofus where Shotaro is this grim, you know, big asshole. You know, he's, don't ask me questions. I'm all serious all <laughs> the time. He, he, I guess is the best way to put it. He's the Batman to Shotaro's Spider-Man. I know, obviously, it's DC and Marvel there, but it was the best comparison I could think of. Terui has manlit disease without being... <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know what? All Japanese have manly disease. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, they're all they're all the bagel dude. <laughs> you know, no. my boys. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. What are you looking you know, at? is a detective. He's a cop. Shoto wants to help people. Teruri wants to fucking murder all the criminals because they're dopants. Because he's insane. No, he <laughs> has a reason. His first episode, he tries to but, murder no, somebody. No, no, he, he does. Like he has a reason, but like. When you put it that way, and when you realize how true it is, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, yeah, he really just does, he just wants to kill people. He really does. That's the thing is that his his whole motivation obviously he's got the my parents are dead thing, and that's why you know said that me. <laughs> you know he's like, my my parents were killed by a dopon, and they used a specific memory. So I'm going to try to murder all of the dopons in their human forms, anyways, just to be sure. <laughs> And it's even after he Ugh. finds out who the real one is, he still just keeps trying to murder random people. Because he's crazy. <laughs> oh, the well, the thing is, we know who... I think we know who it is, uh, he but he doesn't know. Like the real cops. <laughs> we, I think it's... We know who who the Dopont is, but he doesn't. Well, no, I mean, see, even... Thing, see, like, it's like you said, like, even at that point, like, even when he knows who it is... Because that's the thing is that kill everybody. he finds out who the guy who killed his parents was almost immediately after he debuts. But he still just keeps trying to ran murder random people. You know, I get it. They were dopants, you know, they're, they're criminals. But he's still trying to kill them with a sword here. It's a little crazy. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. It's like, oh, man. My, my parents were killed by a John five years ago. I gotta kill every Stacy I see. <laughs> it's like that's, that's basically his reasoning. Pretty much. <laughs> it's basically his reasoning at that point. And it's so there's hilarious, man. There's a little bit of clashing there early on. You know, not necessarily later, but still early on, where he's like, 
fuck this stupid city, fuck this stupid Dopon shit, fuck crime, fuck Common Rider. It's gonna kill all these people. And Shotaro has to tell him, you're a cop, you shouldn't be randomly killing people, even if they're criminals. You know, I get it, that's kind of a thing, but still, calm down, buddy, alright? Take your job a little less seriously. I just, see, even even at that point, like, his, his character does go through one of the most organic changes in the entire show. And you can say, like, well, he didn't change that, but he changed quite a bit, because at the end of the show, he wasn't just trying to randomly decapitate people. He calmed down, he got a wife, you know? Yeah, he, he fucking hooked up with Akiko, of all fucking characters, and I don't know why. It, it kind of came out of left field, I'll be honest. Their whole relationship just didn't ever make any sense uh, whatever uh to, to be fair may, maybe like maybe that was a way of like like really calming down his anger management like maybe she was so annoying that like he just, made, made <laughs> him just go from angry to just completely depressed and nihilistic like i'm maybe. banging this i got nothing to live for <laughs> uh, <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there he does honestly go through one of the, the more natural character changes through the show where he starts off as kind of this big asshole, you know, revenge is my only emotion and my only motivation. And he starts to learn from Shotaro and the others. He's like, okay, maybe maybe this city's not too bad. Maybe maybe there's more to being this whole common Rider thing. <laughs> you know, and eventually, he, you know, he gets his revenge and all that. And he's like, well, I'm already on a different path. I might as well just keep going here. Revenge is kind yeah. of stupid anyways. And it's it obviously <laughs> he went from yeah. revenge is kind of epic to revenge is really lame. revenge is the only thing I need to. Maybe I was kind of dumb trying to murder every random criminal with a sword. Uh, it shows. It just goes to show you, no matter how angry you are, it just takes a crumb of coochie to really calm you down. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed all the shit posters <laughs> telling you to get laid or just being honest? You know, <laughs> they, they were tell they were giving you good mental advice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that's uh, the, I, honestly, I I like his character in the sense that he he really did, like like we said he like we said before he went through such an organic change that even you as an audience member don't really notice it until like it fully takes like fold where it's just like oh wow, he used to be just a complete dick but now he, he's having dinner with these people now like they're friends and wow yeah they, they become actual friends and he's, yeah. he's still hang he hangs out with them like beyond like okay we have a case i need your help dipshit um i mean obviously like he'll you know he's still show up at their headquarters too yeah you know obviously you know he's still a, a grim you know emotionless don't ask me questions kind of prick but you know he's he's nice you know he's their friend you know he, he definitely grows his character and he changes and it's it's all nice. It's like, it's like and you fun. said. He very he toned himself. He toned himself. He stopped murdering people. Well, well, again, like he, he went from go fuck yourself to all right. I'll take you out for a drink today. Like it's he it, and like it's honestly, I I feel like in the in just the show alone, he's probably one of the better secondaries because again, you don't really especially nowadays and look at fucking guys Ugh. like you don't. Is it guys or gays? Gates. No gays. That's how they pronounce it, is gays. Well, all right, then. I thought the only gays were in the it's O's. Spelt show, as, anyway. It's spelt uh, gates, but they, uh, but they pronounce it, funny, but they pronounce it as gates. Really 
I don't know. Yeah. To, but any, anyways, anyway. But like, like when you look at like secondary writers recently, you don't really get that much of a change. Like you have their personality, and that's it. Like you can even look at Bonjo. Bonjo didn't change in build. He was still a hot-headed dumbass the entire time. Really. Yeah. And and at least with this one, he went from again, as we keep saying, I'm going to kill literally everything to. Eh, I'm, I'm really, I mean, like I said, he's you know, his core personality of being this overly blunt, you know, no nonsense, <laughs> yeah, grim sourpuss still, you know, still there. But he's grows yeah. as a character. He learns how to have fun. He learns how to not be such an asshole. He, you know, he learns to respect and you know treat everybody else well. And it's it's fun and it's it's a nice and realistic character progression over the show. Yeah, it, um, I will I guess, if I you guess want the... more on our... Uh, I was going to say, if you want more on our thoughts on, you know, Terui, just go watch our podcast on fucking The V-Cinema. That, that gives you everything yeah. at that point. Yeah. And honestly, I guess the best way to kind of put this character progression is compare his very, like, his very first line in the series to one of his very last, where in his very first episode, he says, I hate the city, the city sucks. And in the very last episode, he's like, I love this city. The city is perfect. More or less, obviously, that's not the direct translation. But that's kind of the best way to kind of summarize his progression there. You look at him beginning and look at the end, and he's like a completely yeah, different character. Great. He still acts more or less the same way, but he's overall a different character. Um, I think we can get to, from them, we can get to just basically the, the extra characters. I mean, we've got we've got our bundle of extra... Like, we'll get to the extras, and then we'll get to the villains. Because the villains yeah. is... Uh, so, well, yeah. That's when we get to Alabama. <laughs> Obviously, you know, it's a it's a detective show. You've got to have the informants. you got to have the, the random the random streetwise people that the detective knows. Your contacts. To help the case. Yeah, the, the, the irregulars. Santa Claus. Yeah, there's there's Santa. There's a guy who just dresses Santa as Chan. Santa. There's two day. idols. Don't ask questions. Look, guys, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and ask questions about why some random bald dude who looks like the who looks like the singer from what is it is the Bafuku Jump or something like that. I think that's the band's name, the bald dude. If you're gonna ask questions, don't because it's not gonna get answered. Yeah, you've got uh you've got two ex members of AKB48 who are only in like three episodes. Um, One of, naturally, yeah. because they're former idols. Uh, you've got. Should, should we mention their names? I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do Queen it. and Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. And the fu- and that's that's uh-huh. that's, that's, that's some uh, that's some pretty galaxy brain thinking. Oh, I even got a better one in the uh, in the A to Z film. The three uh, the three guy memories that they find, the letters on them translate to A K B. Get it? Cause they're part of AKB48. There's, there's you know it's what? even Toei worse because does it again with their amazing. <laughs> it's even worse because Akiko is even like AKB, huh? What a coincidence! I wonder what that stands <laughs> for. What a weird coincidence! Those three specific ones. Wow, I wonder what they associate with. Ah. Sanjo, the master of subtlety. <laughs> uh, uh, then you have, uh, I think his name was like Watcher Man or something. It's uh, honestly, he's he's kind of just like a weirdo. He's like, oh, you know, he's always doing like coupons or like weird shit, like uh, contests. He's got like a blog, and honestly, it, his character is a whole lot less funny if you he's know. The guy a... from Missing Ace. No, no. Well, 
He's, Maybe. He's got his own block. <laughs> oh, now I get what he means. Yeah, oh, no one's gonna get that joke when they listen to what I'm sad. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, he he gets the most screen time aside from um Shotaro's cop friends, and they're they're kind of one note. He's got the the one cop friend who you know he's he like oh he's got the experienced cop. He does own, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, kind of yeah. He's got the experienced veteran cop friend and his his uh, hot headed rookie sidekick. You know. You know, the veteran, he's best friends with Shotaro, and he gives him advice on cases, and the rookie's always an asshole to Shotaro, and that's how it is. And there's Watcher Man, who is... Was he an asshole? I don't even remember him being that much of an asshole for him. He's, he, it happens more in the earlier episodes, where he's like, hey, what the hell are you doing here? You're not allowed here, and uh, I think there was a name, like, Jinno. <laughs> he had the, the back scratcher, and that was his thing, he had a back scratcher. Yeah, he's like, ah, that. just say a fuck um, it, he's fine. And then the... And then the, and then the, and the cast grows a little bit, like, gradually. Like, then we get a... Uh... The magician and his granddaughter, if I remember correctly, who is uh, uh, yeah, Hurricane his Blue. Granddaughter, Hurricane Blue. Blue. Yeah. Uh, she only guys, I'm not, appears I'm, like I'm not usually years. one. I'm not usually one to steal Phil's gimmick, but this girl's got legs for days. <laughs> That's all you God. need to know. Dude, you, I ain't you, one you to steal no gimmicks here, but I got it for this one. Do you remember how what she was like in Forza? She was just doing high kicks all the fucking time. Dude, look, a man's got to be a man sometimes. When you use your wallet, when you forget things at home, and when you see a goddamn nice pair of legs, you just got just gotta admire it. And I've seen a lot of legs in Rider series. Oh yeah, you can do the kicks. And Toku for that matter. <laughs> and Toku and yeah. uh, and uh, Sentai for no, that matter. I was gonna say something about uh, what's his name, Watcher Man, the uh, the weird guy. He's he gets the most screen time, and he's a fine character. It's just. When you know more about his actor's kind of like life story, he, he stops really being funny. Uh, oh, it's oh. it's a bit. Of, oh. It's not it's oh. not that bad, but it's. I'll just put it like this: G- Japanese game shows are fucked up. The look of his actor, <laughs> I think his name was Nasumi. Oh, what just he, just look up. Who got thrown into a fucking washing machine. <laughs> no, even worse. Uh, Oh no! Just look up, look up That's his actor. I'm looking it up. His uh, Nasubi. Oh, it's it's really kind of fucked up. It's uh, not like anything super like oh they were like fucking poking with sticks all day, you know. It's 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 kind of it's it's a little dumb. It goes that image is great. And it kind of makes him not as funny to watch, which is a shame because he gets the most screen time out of most. Yeah, um, besides that, I think that's all the side characters. I mean, is there anything we're missing? Besides that are not much, just, you know, random one-offs. That's pretty much it. Everybody else is really one-offs or not really worth mentioning. Uh, there's the... There's well, the, let's get to the villains. There's the ramen card guy. That's about it. He doesn't really need Well, see, ramen's always good to mention. Well, we have the villains and, uh, the Sonazakis. They're the big, obvious, you know, they're the big crime family. They're the ones running everything. They're the... They're the king. Well, before pigs. anything, we gotta mention Nasuka, the bro. Dude, our bro. Kirihiko is a bro. He did not deserve what he got. I mean, I Kirihiko get it. Did nothing he wrong. was selling drugs. He probably has killed at least one or two people. Yeah, so. You know but he what? didn't deserve what he got. Overdoses doesn't make someone not a bro. Honestly, he loved that so city. What? He was selling cocaine. Who cares? Listen, Who hasn't done a lot I'm reading what happened to Watcher Man's actor, and oh my god. 
Yeah, it's it's but, it, yeah, it goes so, places. Kirihiko, yeah, man. Um, the story of Nazca in the show is it's really just an important life lesson. Don't stick your dick in crazy kids. All right. It may be it may be beautiful, but it ain't worth it. It is not it's weird when you say that because th this show has so many life lessons, you know, you know, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Nobody's perfect. Don't stick your dick in crazy. You know, it's 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 a show for the kids. It's a show for the family. It's about family. It's, it's a family picture. Oh, did you really go there, Jay? Well, it kind it kind of is about family because well the villains are all one <laughs> and then they show a naked guy's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, you get to see his ass like three times in the show, and God, Sanjo really likes his ass. <laughs> well, man, ass too. Honestly, and that's the best part. But but uh, but yeah, like you I, know I what's know, the weird part himself. is that you get to see his ass completely uncensored, but with fucking. Uh, X-Aid, they had to wait until the movie to show Dan's ass. I don't know. I guess his ass was just worth the, uh, the price of admission for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, when you, not, like, Nasuka himself, it's weird because Nasuka is basically the best uh, template of they ended it just at the point where you would want more, but also at the point where they know they couldn't go anymore with him. He's like, the best know, okay, first we, arc villain because he realizes it, he doesn't die because of all oh, he you know he w loses the the dumb toy beam struggle whatever thing he just goes in over his head you know he's like oh you know what maybe i maybe i made a mistake getting involved with these these people and then he gets killed you know he he knows too much he goes too far and he's like you know what you guys are too crazy for me i quit and, you know you, you can't quit from the mafia kids well, unless you do but that's neither here nor there um, you can't quit from, from the mafia until you do. Yeah. Well. Um. Honestly, the the again, it's it's pretty good. I mean, his entire arc is. It, it at the end, you almost feel really really bad. Like again, he's a villain. He's he's selling drugs and all that. But you feel bad about him. You feel bad for him because. He, like Jay said, he just went over his head. That's really all he did. He's trying. In reality, he didn't do anything too much. He was wrong. trying to do something for he his city. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah, he fell. He fell for the bait of oh, the Gaia members are trying to help people and help the city and make humanity evolve. And he he fell too hard for that bait, and he got too far in. And he, by the time he realized it, it was just too late, man. It's it's a shame because honestly, the best way to put it, he's like anti Shotaro, where they both just really love their city and want to see it improve and do whatever they want for it. But uh, Kirihiko, man, he's doing the he's doing the wrong thing there. Yeah, it's what a shame. As as we said before, kids, just don't stick your dick in crazy. Just if so, stop. Don't get some help. There's better help. fish out there. <laughs> That's nasty. Got it. Onto the Sonozaki family. The actual main villains there. Uh, the Sonozaki family, they're, they're alright. They're a little bit static overall for most of the show. They're just kind of the, the generic evil crime family. You've got, you know, the kingpin, the the dad. Uh, Terror. Yubei, I think his name was. Terror, the man, yeah. The, the oldest man to ever be old in Japan's history. <laughs> Where he's kind of got that inherent air of like, oh, he's kind of fun, and he's you know, oh, he's just a cool old guy. He might be you know a, a, a criminal kingpin, you know. But he's he's fun, 
And then you actually like hear him talk, and you're like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. He's going to murder everyone. He, he's got that voice where it's like, it's not a super deep, booming voice, but it just, it resonates, and it's really damn like, ugh. Yeah. Creepy. Honestly, that it's not even that he's necessarily creepy. It's just, he's kind of got that, uh, I guess, fatherly tone to his voice there. And then once you combine it with the fact that he's a total fucking psychopath, it, uh, you know, it amplifies that part well. Because I've seen him Pretty in uh, other shows where he's still playing this, like, fatherly type figure but he's you know a good guy that's it still fits his character perfectly obviously of course guy you know, and knowing him from double it's kind of hard to, to trust him inherently but you get the point i mean once you see him in this show you never want to trust that cunt again <laughs> no yeah uh um, then you got uh you, you got i'm i'm gonna call them by what they're what they're all and what they out of that their memories they, yeah. Or, yeah, I'm gonna call them by their memories because I don't 100 percent remember all of their names. You know, you got Clay Doll. That's Wakana. The youngest. Wakana. Or, she's the Wakana, the, yeah, the yeah. You got Sayako, who's taboo. Like yeah, she's think. taboo, and then uh, she becomes Nasuka the... again. Oh wait, wait, uh, yeah. Jay, s- 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 you're telling me that Sayako was psycho? Uh, <laughs> go home, AJ. I got it in there. Uh, the punch train keeps. It just derailed. No, uh, she's. I don't really know what's the best way to uh, explain her. She's kind of the generic, like, overachieving older sibling who's, you know, in charge of everything. She's kind of like the, the second command of the guys, is the best way to put it. She does grow, she's though. She's kind of got, like, middle child. I was going to say, she's kind of got, like, middle child syndrome, but she's not a middle child. Which is which really is the weird part, because the actual middle child is the obligatory, I'm actually good, I don't want to be involved in this crime shit, except for when I, you know, I'm going to kill somebody. Is Wakana. Uh, walking a clay doll. You know, she's the, the weirdo. The cutesy. Uh, oh, I'm popular. I'm famous. I have a radio show and everybody loves me. And, you know, fucking show Tyrone Philip and everybody else listen to her show all the time. I'm cute. Look at my face. Princess of the city. <laughs> Pretty much. Just, just just to note right now, I'm about to click the. Uh, no. So we can finally talk about this. Well. And it's clicked. So let's talk oh, about gosh. this. So, yeah. Um, specifically. Well, I guess we'll just drop that spoiler right here now. Uh, as the show reveals, Philip is a part of the Sonazaki family. You know, it's the big twist of his character right at the end of the show. And you know, they hint at it early on. Uh, I think, like, Shroud first tells him she's his mom. Yep. And you have Sayako knowing her name. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> well see, the, the thing is, name, the funny right? part about that, Jay... The funny part about that, Jay, is they didn't think of telling him before he ran away to make 11 toad babies with his sister. <laughs> yeah, he yeah but he didn't know. They didn't even train. know. <laughs> no, but well, see, that, yeah, I mean, he was this close of getting on that fucking train and moving away to whatever what? Japan's, <laughs> Japan's version of Alabama. It's Okinawa. Uh, I don't want to say Osaka because that's you know <laughs> uh, something fu- something further north from Hokkaido. There's Osaka North South. I don't remember near gonna, near I'm like the tips of Japan. I'm gonna uh, have to find an Enka version of Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> and I hope it exists. Oh, uh, <laughs> but again, anyway, they didn't. Saying, they didn't Osaka. know. They didn't know that they were brother and sister. <laughs> Well, neither, neither did the audience, but, uh, but yeah, that's, like, when you get into it, right, when you get into, like, their their little thing, well, I guess we should, uh, we should explain why we're reacting so strongly, uh, 
Uh, uh, uh, let me, I want to explain this because this is funny. Okay. So, so boys and girls, sometimes it's good to check that maybe you're not just, oh, it's a coincidence we have the same last names because that chick you're banging might just be your sister, which is what <laughs> happened here. Because Phil and Wakana have this strange little semi-romance through most of the show when they start talking to each other because Phil is a fan of her radio show. And small town, small world. So well, they started getting chummy, yeah. basically. A lot of it comes from um, where she helps. Yeah. To, you know, they they help her with a case early on, and she becomes obviously she blows off Shotaro because he's not important. You know, but Philip, he's the one who knew all the answers and helped helped her. So she becomes obsessed yeah. with him, and it becomes sort of and this budding relationship. Surely, they and do, it, yeah, they get they, a little uh, little lovey dovey to the point where she's like, "Let's just leave." Let's just yeah, go you off get, somewhere forever. Yeah, let's just avoid this whole common Rider bullshit, this whole <laughs> Dopont shit. Let's just run off to the country and live together. And they are this close to doing it. And then we find out, oh, we're related. <laughs> Even more so, oh. we're brother and it's sister. That, it's, it's that... It's that fucking verse from that weird owl song where it's like, should I just go ahead and propose and have kids <laughs> <and> propose? <laughs> Tell and me how was I supposed to know that, like, we were both related? <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> that song's gonna be stuck in my head. And that song's the, gonna be stuck in my head now. And I guess that's the the fine part is that even a, immediately after he learns that, Philip goes up to him, it's like, hey, listen, you know, we we kind of can't, we kind of shouldn't be doing this anymore. This is kind of fucked up. And then, you know, she tries to murder him because she goes full villain. Oh, it's cool. I'm just on the pillar. Oh, AJ. <laughs> no. Bad. And, but the weird, the weird thing is, is that Wakana is not the only one who has the hots for Philip. Apparently, Elizabeth... She, uh, yeah, Elizabeth apparently has the hots for him, too. But it's very, very rare. It's very, like, so minuscule that you, you, if you blink, you notice it. You, you miss it. Yeah, hey, man, you know, you, show, you show a girl your Thomas the Tank Engine collection one time. You never <laughs> let it leave. <laughs> yeah, because she's never going to come back. <laughs> oh, to somebody, oh. that's a literal collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so it it kind of makes the show a little uh, a little awkward, a little, a little creepy in retrospect, especially knowing it going into the show. Because, like, oh... Oh, I know where this is going. This is uh, right. Like, this once, is like once, you, once you know that twist, like once you know that twist, it makes that whole, entire subplot just kind of make you like. Ugh. It's that it's that sudden realization of oh my god, this is this is so fucked. Seven ways to Sunday. <laughs> What well, the? It's, see, the, 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 that's the. I think they. I don't even know. I don't know why, but I feel like they were playing that for comedy or, or something. Because like, when you when they tell you this, they are, like, th like a minute away from just leaving off somewhere to like some hill country or something to just be with the, be with each other. Like, if that if that re revelation came just a, a second late, fucking three eyed babies would be a running around. Like, it'd be insane. And I suppose that's... I mean, I was, I was going to say something else for that, but, I, you know, they, obviously they don't really play it for comedy. There's obviously the drama aspect there, but it's well, yeah, it's but... the sheer timing there, and it's just, it's so, <laughs> it's so fucking weird, and it's uncomfortable. I don't... 
Who would have really expected is. that that Riku MD Geist Sanjo would have run in something so fucking disturbing and weird, huh? Jeez, who saw that? You would coming? expect this from a Noe. <laughs> You would expect it from a Noe. Noe's the guy who you know wrote what? I, I just want to wanna imagine. I just want to imagine Sanju just went up to Noe. He's like, Noe, I don't even want to write this episode. Can you do it for me? Sure. What, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, they're they're like in a relationship and they're gonna like run off. Oh, cool. So I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, sure. Just don't do anything too stupid. <laughs> we made now. them. You made them no, siblings. That, yeah, we did. They do. They do foreshadow it pretty heavily throughout the bit, show, yeah. but it's. Never to the point where you like you put two and two together until they outright say, "Oh, by the way, you're Sonazaki." Oh, I, I just want to no. imagine like the, the day the episode aired, Sanjo just like, you know, what the fuck? It's like, what? My original plan was to make Waka the <laughs> It was either that or this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that definitely wouldn't fly. Oh, that would have been that would have been a fucking weird twist. Yeah, she it? she's all woman, but she's got the she's got the male parts. A big point. That would have you know that would have been I'm too much fair. even for Inoue. I don't even think Inoue would go that far. I'm gonna be to honest. Be fair, I'm surprised he hasn't done that yet with the shit he's pulled in any of these novels or anything. I I feel like, well, when, I feel like he's when you put it like that, he it. put rape in one of them. He put the rape of a character in one of them. This is true. I'm sure. I'm true. sure. Had Toei not realized that. Oh, he's nuts. We should probably stop hiring him. He probably would have gotten that point eventually. I, you know what? I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If XA was done today, you know, that enough said. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? Um, we're still so the villains. It it makes it a makes it a little weird, and I guess it's kind of fitting because she goes completely psychotic and becomes a full villain and has access to the to the Gaia library apparently yeah and that makes it a little creepy too is that she ends up getting access to the the Gaia library stuff that Philip has she starts dick dicking around in his mind palace I'm gonna be honest that actually was quite creepy when I first saw double years ago that her having access to the one thing that actually would help them was kind of terrifying I guess it helps yeah, because, because like, they do. At this point, you already know, like, so you already know, and she pretty much can go crazy at any moment. Where it's just like, man, she can fuck you up so bad from in there. And it, it, you know, they do. They use that a lot too. Where it's like every episode, there's, oh, here's something new that you know she's throwing a wrench into. It's like, oh, her just showing up in general is enough to fucking like, oh crap, I can't do this. I can't be here. And then then she starts being able to fuck with the books and just like do whatever the hell she wants there and screwing up their plans and it's always like okay how do i trick her to actually get what i need and not have to deal with her right um besides them because i think wakana was pretty much the one that we had the most with mm-hmm. i mean to be i mean let, let's be honest she had in general she had the most significance because i mean she was directly involved with the main writer at least the one half of them for the but psycho had some growth psycho um, had growth she went from being a a lieutenant she ends up betraying the uh, the organization and then she goes completely nuts well she had she had her doubts she started realizing that okay my dad's a little nuts she had a I, I'm going to say air quotes relationship with an older man who is actually the Dopont that killed uh, Terui's family. Yeah, yeah, Weather. Um, 
he's just a weirdo serial killer. He's just a weirdo. I mean, to be fair, I well, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry. Personality-wise, he's kind of generic. He's just a crazy serial killer who's obsessed with the guy. Like, there's a point where he like he rips open his shirt. He's got like third. Isn't the whole thing? He's like, oh, you get a little port on your arm, and then you stick the memories into it. And there's this one point where Weather rips his shirt open. He's got like 30 of them all over his body. And it's, it's, it's a pretty cool yeah. image, admittedly. Honestly, he, yeah. he wants to be the most powerful. He wants to be the most powerful Dopon. And to be honest, it, his Dopon form is actually really cool. I'm not going to lie. It's one, it's actually my favorite. What, weather is a pretty good It's a pretty good. Suit. It's definitely one of the better ones. And I'm glad it got enough screen time to really enjoy it. And his, his whole motivation really was... I want to take out Somazaki because he showed me his memory once, and I was so obsessed with the power that I want his power for my own. And he he really contributes the most to the plot because he sets Saiko's whole like turn to not necessarily good, but kind of betrays you know her dad, and it it kind of leans Wakana into becoming the the full villain that she becomes, and it kind of sets up the entire end game of the show. But as a character. Weather is he's just crazy. He's not. He's evil. My personal. That's about. The it. only growth I can actually say is that, bef- right before he dies, and bef- and this is in the episode where we get to see trial memory be put in for the first time. He says to uh, to Psycho, he says, "I'd like to see your tr- uh, like your whole body, but not as the Dopont version." And I, I love how he says like. Oh, I w- oh he like he wants to put his dick in there, but he never gets to. Oh, they 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 fucking filmed the scene of them making out, but they never put it. In there. Really? I know this because oh, they showed really? it. They showed it in one of the uh, the net movies. Uh, it was the one where um, it was Kirihiko, and he comes back to life. He's like, I'm trying to find out who murdered me, and so he's talking a bunch of the characters, and it's like a weird little like conga line of him getting beat up by all the villains, and there's a part where he's talking to Weather. And then they show a, a cut scene where he's he goes like he goes full on tongue with Sayaka there, and it's oh my, oh wow. yeah, it's a, it's a little spicy. I think we need to find that. <laughs> it's there in the net movies. Uh, you can just there's, uh, there's definitely yeah. uh, there's definitely a guy in report that he wants to put in. <laughs> well, that's another oh, nice. thing too is that um I guess going on briefly on that there's a lot of footage that did get cut. There's a lot of editing that went on like. They showed another one there where um, they showed a bit where uh, they're testing guy memories on some guy. And, like, you don't see him do anything with it. But they filmed a shot of them, like, actually using the memory on him. And, he, like, you see his body start to, like, congeal and, like, get all fucked up. And he's, like, screaming in pain. And I, I, I feel like, like a lot of the stuff in uh, – I was going to say, I feel like a lot of stuff in this show was taken out because they were probably going more less from that – early phase one heisei mindset of this can go as dark as we want to let's try and make it a little more for kids like i think they took out a lot of that stuff because of that i, I would love to see those all those the scenes they took out to see that That'd yeah be yeah that would it's that's definitely an interesting thing there is because you don't really think about that like they they mention it once or twice in a lot of like the spin-off mm-hmm. pressures that oh they film a lot of footage and most of it doesn't get used but they never really talk about like Stuff that they cut because, you know, we can't put it on TV or it's, it's you know, it's too much or it's too dark or whatever. And this is the few, like, times where we have that footage. And, you know, we know about it because they showed it in, you know, side material there. And it's really interesting to know and it kind of makes you 
it makes you think. It makes you wonder what what is there else that didn't get put in the show that was just that, that was, was just too much. much. Yeah, Jinx, by the way. And, and it's kind of left. It's kind of left to your uh, to your to imagination, because especially because like with something that. Honestly, this could have gone the way of extreme body horror really fast. It could have gone Gantz I mean, level. there's a little bit of it, too, in a couple of episodes. Like, there's the one where you got the, you got the kids sharing the memories, and it's like, oh, they don't have the little connector ports, so they, like, they rip it out, and there's just this big fucking scab on their ah, arm, screaming oh, in God. pain. Or there's, well, like, let, the weather... I mean, come on, let's not forget the first episode with that fucking dinosaur. I mean, remember that fucking disgusting... <laughs> oh. God damn, that was gross. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it was gross because it was 2009 CGI. <laughs> it was gross because of the whole like all the wires and it's like scrap metal and it's all fucked up. Ew. But no, there's also uh, like like when weather dies, it's like all he like just the parts on his body start expanding. And he just like disintegrates and it's oh god. Yeah, Ew. you you literally see him disintegrate and die. That is. Or what about when uh, Terui? Not t not Terui when uh, oh yeah when Terui gets uh basically mauled by Terror Dopont in his monster form or like an even bigger monster form oh, yeah. you see him deep his body you see his armor like wrecked and then he untransforms he's like mauled his he's bleeding everywhere he's like, like he it's, is it's, like in a fucking wheelchair. Rest of the the arc there. Yeah, uh, honestly, honestly, this is um, th this show really didn't skimp out on some of like obviously it's not like early Heisei. No, it never guts everywhere, but it's, it never it's reaches still like violent. Ryuki or Fai's levels of violence. It, it, it does, or even you know, I don't want to seriously say Kugula. I because that's that's a whole other. Well, level. we don't have them being. But, we don't have people <laughs> stuffed in Kuga trees. Is like the level where you go, where like if you want to like really want to scare some No, kids. you want to scare kids. How about being stuffed into a tree or drowning in the middle of land? That's Akito for you. But, um... Yeah. But, um... I, I think we can talk more about... I, oh, who, who are we missing? So we can well, talk more about, like, just the general plot. Because I think... Utopia I mean, well, that's the thing is that there's... There really isn't too much in the overall plot. It's, okay, here's... You know, okay, we, we need to figure out who the organization is. And that's it. And we found out who the organization is, and we need to find a way to take them down. But we don't really—they they don't really have a grander scheme beyond we just need to want to sell the Gaia memories. And you know, Ryobe Terror—he talks a bit about like he wants to guide humanity's evolution, and he doesn't really talk about it. And at, like the very end of the show, he's like, "Oh, I wanna—I wanna do a thing, and it's gonna like destroy the planet or something." I don't know. They never really. He's like, I want to cause... to do this evil plan. What I am going to enact the Gaia Impact. Know. And he never explains what the Gaia Impact actually does, or what it really is. I might have not been it's paying attention, but it's... just of energy drink. It, it really... might be. It really just kind of comes out of left field. I mean, he doesn't really have any kind of grand plan, and there's, there's really no overall plot beyond, like, okay, we need to figure out who this is, you know, the mystery about Philip there. And that's kind of, you know, amnesia plot here, as I mentioned. Um, um, there's a I little think, bit with... Well, uh, actually, in that sense, I was, in, oh, I was just going to say, I think in that sense, we can just... Uh, I'll let you finish your thought, but I was going to say, like, after that, we well, can just essentially go into, um, 
like we can go into like suits music and then we can talk about you know the ending because you know, do we need talk about do we need to talk about eternal well, i forgot to mention uh shroud but she's not really that important overall until near the end Shroud's i was gonna say jobs out she literally just quits she just quits like 12 it's, episodes before she's like out. fuck this shit i'm out part. my family's already fucked up i can't fix them yeah she so that's, really does that's her her she's kind of the uh the whole orchestrator behind the the good guys she's the i don't know what's the best way to put it she, the I know, yeah, I guess orchestrator of the whole... She sets everything up. You know, she's the one who gave Skull the belt. She's the one who, you know, is trying to get, you know, Phil free to have him become the writer. She's the one who had fucking... I, I forget his name. Teru's parents murdered by Weather because she gave Weather the memory for some fucking reason. <laughs> I don't know why she thought that was a good idea. Fucking dumbass. Yeah, let's give Michael Myers a fucking <laughs> machine gun. Uh... Her, her whole scheme was that uh, she was trying to get uh, uh, Terui and Philip to, like, the best point because apparently they were, you know, the best compatibility. They were the most powerful writer. They would have had the most powerful form, blah, 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 blah. It's not really that important. It's kind of stupid. I would um, have liked to have seen it, though. Well, you do have it in figure. You do? Form, so. Yeah. You know what? That's the weirdest part is that a fucking a – a hypothetical form that's only on screen for like three seconds. Got a fucking figure out before. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not yeah. even oh joking. Christmas double. Yeah, Shroud's really not all that important. I mean, she, she is, but she isn't. At a certain point, she literally after a. I don't remember when. I think it was after Weather dies, or like right after it. She's literally like, you know what? I quit. I'm done with this. She only came back like once, and that was when here. all of the Sonozakis were at the table. Yeah, she yeah. comes back right near the end before but, uh, the whole guy impact yeah. shit, and then she dies the next episode, and whatever. Um, do we, I think with that being said, we can. Do we need to turn? Do we need well, to talk about Eternal, or is that for another day? No, that, that's well, a movie. Well, I was going to say Foundation X, because we haven't talked about Foundation X yet. Even oh, though they're, boy, Foundation they're not... X, now that's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a thing that exists. What? I so, guess guys, what is, what is Foundation X? Well, let me explain it to you. It's Riku Sanjo showing that he likes continuity, and he's going to make <laughs> you like continuity, whether you like it or fucking not. Well, it's not Sanjo. It was one of the producers. Uh, I don't remember his name. I think it was Tabata or something kind of similar to that. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. It was one of was the producer's like ideas where he kind of wanted he wanted the, the post-decade shows to kind of have an overarching continuity. You know, there's Sanjo there, who's also obsessed with that. And he had Foundation X, which were I guess, like, they were the new shocker. They were a, a big criminal organization who were, you know, they've got their hands in everything, you know. You know, they're helping with the Gaia memories, and they, you know, they mentioned them briefly being associated with Kogami and the Core Metal. They're not even in O's at all. They never <laughs> even get... I still swear to God, they never mentioned them once in the show, and somebody can correct me They on. came out, dude. They never once... I... I swear on my life no they, they they had a meeting between uh what's his name uh was it what, what was the guy's name from most aries 
Was it Aries Who? or Capricorn? The the main villain from Oath. You mean Doctor Mazaki? Forze, you're thinking of. The, the, no, the, the principal, you know, the, the main... Uh, That's Forze. That's Forze. Or Forze, sorry, no, Forze, Forze, sorry, Forze. Yeah, no, I'm talking about O's. They're not even in O's at all. Forze, they, they, they show back up in Forze. They had a meeting, didn't they? They had a meeting with Kogami. No! Like, it I was swear like a to God, super I, brief thing. I swear <laughs> to God, and somebody can correct me on this, because I'm not going to skim through every fucking episode of O's just to... Prove this. Oh, like you, need, swear... like you need an excuse to rewatch O's. Well, no, I don't need an excuse. He'll watch That's O's either point. way. I swear to God, they are not in O's at all. Beyond I, the I, point. Okay, I, I just Beyond the point. them having like a very small cameo. Like nothing big. They're just there. You know what I mean? But again, yeah. if somebody can show us, do it. Beyond the point. We spent too long on that argument there. Beyond <laughs> the point is that... Text. The producer's idea was that, oh, I wanted to have this whole overarching villain organization for the, the post-decade shows. They were in double. They were probably maybe not in O's. <laughs> they showed up for a little bit in Forze, and then they never get mentioned again until the fucking crossover movie with Build and Exit. Uh, and they get dumb. And then they don't do anything in it. Um... Now, the reason why I've heard is that uh, the produ specific producer who came up with the idea, I think he was he quit, or he was fired, or he just stopped being involved, and nobody else really wanted to do anything with them. Which, not that I can blame them, but they just end up as I mean, this after big... after Mega Max, there was no need. I mean, yeah. But the, the whole idea is that there's this, this overarching villain group that kind of ties all the shows together. Not necessarily like, in a way that matters. I mean, obviously, it would, you know, gotcha. would cause problems. But it's they spend so much focus on them near the end of the show, and then they just never get mentioned again, really. They're kind of just not important. Which and is see, a shame. It was this type of thinking. Oh, sorry, keep going. I mean, I was going to say, it's this type of thinking that brought a Zio. But it's oh, kind oh, of a shame. No, I was going to say, it's this type of thinking that brought us people thinking that fucking builds a uh, logo. Ah! <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's kind of this big wasted potential where it's it's this neat idea where you know you you don't even need to have them like important in the plot. You can just have like, oh, here's an episode where like some guy drops a MacGuffin or whatever, and you have a Foundation X guy take it or like talks on a phone about something. Because they do that really briefly in one, uh, in like a throwaway X Aid DVD, the the Oja one. Oh yeah. Where the whole thing was that they were trying to get a fucking shat there and some random foundation they wanted to get the up. safari yeah, the the wild safari gas yeah pack. i don't know but it's like like bleh. it's this neat idea and they, they don't do anything with it and there's all these opportunities that you could have had the points like like with drive you know you, know, you can have a um, you've had foundation x find funding the, the roid mutants or it's like they're doing whatever the hell when you think about it because like drive like because, you know, Drive is, you know, obviously Riku Sanjo, but, like, it's weird because, like, if you, if you well, count that's doubly, two shows... I'm sorry? Well, that's doubly weird because not only is, you know, you know, Sanjo was the only one who ever really used Foundation X, but also, you know, they exist in the same universe there with Double, you know, explicitly to the crossover, and they don't really do anything with it in that show, and... 
and it's never really because like if you really ignore it, the only two shows that didn't do anything with it between those was Gaim and Wizard. And Wizard, I think they didn't they mention them once. They might have. Like, Not that I'm aware of. I I don't believe so at all. Um, I don't remember. And Gaim, obviously, like nobody, nobody no. mentioned there. Because like it, it wasn't until like okay, there was the Forze Mega Max movie was really the last time they got mentioned, and then it wouldn't be until X Aid where they got a throwaway mention, and then Build where they actually came back and they were important enough. For some reason. And it's, but, yeah, it's kind um, of a shame, really, sorry to kind of interrupt there, because we get the one Foundation X guy who keeps coming back, and he, he literally has no emotion. He's They literally make a point about how it's like, oh, I don't emote at all when I talk. I'm just kind of like a, a boring person. He's he's lame. He really doesn't contribute anything to the show at all. And then he becomes the final boss for no reason, and it's just it's just a drag. It really is just a waste of time. Well, let's well, let's help uh, Rewa, the Rewa. Was, Rewa. Okay. That this this new era brings us. Rewa, you got it. Fuck. You did get it right. You got it right. Let's just hope this new era brings us that shit. But I yeah, let's be, let's talk a little bit about. I would be glad like, if we had a Foundation X type of villain for the next new era. Well, Jay, there all there always is the next letter, Foundation Y. No, you oh. gotta skip to Foundation Z because it sounds cooler. No, 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 no. We, that's going, that's going too just... far. <laughs> no, no. We're just gonna, we're gonna skip, we're gonna skip the uh, the American letters. We're gonna get a uh, fucking foundation Enya. <laughs> or foundation, uh, or what, or the uh, what's 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 a German, what's a Russian letter like foundation? Foundation like unlock Z. There's not even an unlock Z. Let's just create something. Just create some new fucking letter. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Oh no! It's gonna it's gonna be foundation O, but with like the two circle, the two little dots on top. To make the it umlaut, like yeah. Shock face. <laughs> surprise O, like foundation O. Foundation O. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you say when you see them. Dun dun dun. I love that shit. Let's... Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the aesthetic and the uh, sound before we get into the oh, ending. Oh boy. Um, yeah, the show really so does well. The aesthetic. It really does the the detective kind of aspect well. It's got a lot of the the jazzy kind of noir yep. aspect. Obviously, it's not strictly that. There's a little bit of like you know, it's, you get the generic pop and rock that you always kind of get in these shows. There's a lot of the horn. There's a lot of the the brass kind of instrument there, and it's it works really well, and it really fits the mood of the show. Oh yeah, it, it has some of my favorite soundtrack, like some some of my favorite like. Uh, tunes and all of Ryder, like especially the uh, the whole uh, the whole point. I swear to God, it sounds like they lifted it right out of the People's Court, where it's like where uh, Show shows like you know basically laying it all lay, laying it all like how he figured it out. The like that fucking song is great. Like the entire like everything in the like music wise, this show really did well. Um, I'll, I'll even mention it here for the for insert songs. I think. Well, Cyclone Maverick, don't stop here. They're not the greatest. They're not the greatest insert songs in the world, but they do their they do their part. I mean, obviously, I, it, one of them was so popular that people still thought that Philip and Shotro sang it until you know they officially released that version, which is the weirdest thing in the goddamn world. I don't yeah, know what, I don't know what timeline I'm living in. No, yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, the the inserts aren't you know anything special i'll be entirely honest they're fine they fit the mood and 
you know, they do what the insert song should do. They make the fight scenes sound way better than they are because you got this this pumping soundtrack that you can't really understand, and it's not really that important because you can't hear it anyways. Well, I mean, that, that, that shit, that's kind of funny because uh, this show did something that, uh, for some reason, um, a show didn't do until Forza, and it didn't do anything, on, like, ever again with it. Actually, no. It, it didn't do... It did it with O's, but I don't really count O's because that was just a variation of the opening. Where they just have an insert song that doesn't really correlate with a form. Because in this one, they had two. They had Glorious Street, which was for Heaven's Tornado. Everyone loves Heaven's Tornado. Don't don't you forget that. And, and they had Nobody's Perfect. And they didn't do that again until Saito in Forza, and they, they haven't done that since, which is, I, I kind of missed that, where they just have, like, situational themes, because anybody who says Nobody's Perfect is a bad song, you have awful taste in music, and you should get your ears checked today, because that's a great song. Um, though, don't ever watch the, the music video for that, because it's really weird. It's really weird. Honestly, um, a lot of the, uh, the insert song uh, music videos are weird in So say what? I said a lot of the insert song music videos are just weird in general. I've never seen them actually. Like, because the only one I think I've seen is Bounce Back from Forza, where they're fucking riding the Tron bikes, and I don't really even get that. It's really weird because they're just riding Tron, and I'm like, okay. Well, Tron Legacy had just come out about a few months prior, so that probably is the reason why. But what does Bounce Back have to do with Tron? It's futuristic! It's so weird, <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, insert wise, I loved I love most of the songs. I mean, of course, you know everybody remembers the heart wrenching theme, as we'll get into the acoustic version of Cyclone Effect. That's that that's again one of my that ranks uh, like as one of my favorite ones just because of the way it's uh, composed. Uh, and aesthetic wise, suit wise, they're all great. All the suits are. I mean, shit, doubles. Like base form is so sleek, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and you get the the monsters, the Dopants there. They're all really varied and all really unique. Some are better than others. Uh, they don't. Yeah, obviously some are better than others, and some fit better the the memory gimmick than others. Obviously, you, you got a few that like, what the hell is this supposed to be? T Rex. Don't don't remind me of the T Rex. That fucking head. The T Rex. That sounds like a fucking uh, a jaguar for some reason. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good, so good. Oh wait, actually, you know what? I, well, we're talking about suits. I'm gonna start a new bullshit debate in the writer community. We've already had who's the secondary writer in Blade, and what's the final form of ooze. I'm gonna start a new one. What's Double's actual color scheme? Green and black, or green and purple? Ah. Or really, really dark purple. Because, remember, there's times where they do they do show it as really, really dark purple. So, get on that, Internet. See what you can break up. Um, I mean, really, the only suit that kind of, like, gets people going, is extremes, but that's because it's so fucking gaudy. Yeah, you got the, the dumb white stripe in the middle and the, the X. And honestly, I meant to say this about the about them. They're, the fighting style with the, uh, honestly, yeah, that's another thing too, is the, uh, the, the actual action is really well done. Uh, doubles oh, yes. whole, double whole, bleh, bleh, 
double uh, they make use with the, the memories there with the whole switching forms really quickly where you know each fighting style you know each form has its own fighting style its own powers and stuff so it's not like you know newer shows where you know switching to a different form really doesn't have any effect they're just all you know we're gonna slap you with a stick or you know we're gonna shoot a beam at you and it's cg <laughs> meanwhile or, all of or the in, or in sad terms where they just like tackle and hug your stomach yeah, pretty much. Um, shit, I kind of forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all really varied. You know, he switches it up a lot. Where it's not just oh, here's another form we got to shell. He's not a toy. It's okay. This attack isn't working on this monster. Let's try this attack. And, you know, let's try this combo here. And it's it's all really nice and varied. And that's what I like about uh, Double there. Oh yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing I don't like about Extreme is because. Extreme, he's got he's got the dumb sword, and he's it just it shoots a beam, and that's it. It's kind of it's kind of lame, and it's, it kind of makes the fights kind of boring, is because Extreme just has the power to like oh I know the weakness immediately, and it's just oh we're gonna shoot a beam at you, and that's it, and that's the weakness. I shoot beam and win. He gets the the stupid sword and, and the shield. shield. And it's, uh, it's it I really. Just, I just love that. It's like. It's like, Shotaro, what's his weakness? Let me analyze. What's it say? It says shoot beam and win. Pew, 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 pew! Yeah, that's, that's, every much. That's, that's every episode until the ending. Basically. Um, and it's, it's kind, of but, a, kind of a disappointment. With that segue... Into the final let's episode. Talk <laughs> let's talk about this polarizing ending that honestly to this day will never stop being polarizing because it really is one of the biggest botched well see okay i'll play devil's advocate in the sense that it would not have been a extremely uh, extremely botched ending if they had known philip was yeah that's kind of that's what we were alluding to reality well so let's so let's talk about really well, another thing. The, oh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, sorry, keep going. Uh, no, keep going. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is that um, kind of immediately there where I kind of mentioned this briefly where they, you know, the whole the god fucking damn it, the Sonazakis get taken care of, their whole organization is destroyed, they're all crumbled, they're done and gone with, but we still have like four episodes left, so ah, uh, fuck it. Uh, this Foundation X guy had a memory for some reason. Why? Don't ask questions. Utopia! He's back and he's the, the final boss now. Uh, oh, wait, we beat him. Never mind. He's immortal because, uh, fuck you. You should have watched the movie. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I like that. And it's just it's just a waste because, like, his plan is, like, I'm going to remove everybody's face for some reason. He doesn't, like, really have a reason to, like, want to do anything. He just He's just there. Uh, he's so fucking like lame, it. and it but just see, stretches the, the, on. I think I think the thing I think the thing about it is, is that with Utopia, I don't think anybody really remembers Utopia because the arc that they had or the little story that they were telling wasn't about him at all. It was more about knowing the fact, and it was this, it was this fact of Philip learned that eventually he's gonna die if they keep transforming. And they know that they have one more left. And even though he has one more left, like, Shotro knows this. And Phil's like, he, he at, at one point, he's like, I'm fine with doing it. Just transform so we can win, basically. 
And Shotra's like, no, I don't want you to fucking die. So we get to episode 48, which is, honest to God, one of the most heart-wrenching episodes I have ever seen in this series. Because they don't just kill Philip off, right? They don't just have sad music. No, 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 no. That would be too that would that would be too easy for the little children at home to take it, to take in. No, they the heroes dying. No, no, no. They they have to have they have to have Shotaro breaking the fuck down. <laughs> like hardcore breaking down at, to the point where it's like, "Oh my fucking god, they're really doing this." And then not only that, but he basically just tells Phil like, "Okay, let me do it. Like, let me close it. Don't you close it. Let me close it. And it's just like, God, you really wanted to fuck kids up with this one, didn't you guys? It was it was a heart-wrenching moment. Like, a legitimately like heart-wrenching moment in this fucking franchise that you did not expect. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, and then you get a little bit there, too, where he goes back to the, the agency, the detective base. And he's like, oh, Philip gave him this present in the, the earlier episode. And he opens it, and it's a special uh, special belt that only uses one memory, so you can transform on its own. Still be it's called writer. The Lost Driver. And it's this really, Watch the movie, kids. Yeah. He got it in the movie, then he stopped using it for some reason. I don't know why he bothered. Like, it's only it used by two other characters. It. It's, a it's only used by thing. two other characters, Skull and Eternal, but we'll talk about Eternal another day. That's, yeah. Not really that important, you know. And they have this whole ending there set up where oh he can still be you know the writer there. He doesn't need Philip, and he's and he's so fucking distraught. And he learns how to grow and become you know become the real hard boiled detective he always wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we get the last episode where we cut ahead a year, and he's you know like I said he's finally grown and become the detective he's always wanted to be. And then Philip comes back to life. And then he's fine. Now the double. See, and, yeah. and see, I, I, I think, I think I should articulate a little better why it fucks up so bad. Because taking the episode as is, because the the point where he closes the the belt and Phil dies, that officially leaves Shotaro on his own, and he's and as, as Jay said, he's distraught. He has nothing. He doesn't know what to do, and then. The real, honestly, the real kick in the balls is when he does find that lost driver and that note from Phil saying, good luck on your own, I hope you do your best, with or without me. And I'm like, okay, that's the real kick in the fucking nards. So, and, and see, the, the thing is, and here's the weird thing, is it might have also been a bit of, like, self-inflicted guilt because, remember, he doesn't open it until they go up to, f until afterwards. Maybe in his mind, Chocho's thinking... If I had used this before we fought Utopia, maybe Phil would still be around because he would not have to go through with it. I mean, of course, it would never have worked. They still needed the extreme to even kill the guy. But still, yeah, like it, it was it's a weird, like self-inflicted guilt. And as Jay said, you jump over a year and you see he's finally matured. He's his own man. He has become who he wanted to be because he finally realized what the price of being that person is. Like, you need to make sacrifices. This is where my mentor... Yeah, this is where my mentor came. This is where my mentor landed because he made all these hard choices. But as soon as Phil comes back... It's retrograded. It kind of just 
Yeah, it, yeah. it, it rectifies all of it. Because it's basically telling Chochiro, yeah, sh sacrifices aren't that big of a deal. I can always come back. No, they cool. can't. Yeah, pretty much. But, see, but see that, like, that's what the show... Like, it, it basically... Uh, it betrays its own ending in that sense. Where it's just like... You didn't need to do that. Like, even if they didn't know... Like, even if they knew in advance that Phil wasn't coming back, or they didn't know he was coming back, whatever, whatever, that ending still doesn't give, you know, it doesn't give credence to having that ending be as it is. Like, you could even say, maybe Phil left a bit of his essence to, like, remember him by, but well, nothing it, more. It's not even, like, it's the way they do it, where, oh, he, his sister, like, gives up her life, you know, Lachana gives up her life so he can keep living, for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's so, it just, it, it destroys the whole emotional impact of the ending. And all of the whole character arcs and everything like that were just a stupid, dumb cop-out there. Because we need to have them still be double, guys. Like, I get it. We need to have the crossovers now. We need the merch. We can't just have a, we can't just not have our whole main rider anymore, guys. And see, that's why I always hate those endings. Where it's just, and it's it's probably the culture of having crossovers to begin with. I hate that because it's like, that that doesn't give, that doesn't let writers do what they wanted to do. I imagine Riku, like fuck, you know what? I'm gonna wanted gonna to kill him. I'm gonna interrupt you a second. Fucking GoBusters had the ball to kill off a character and keep him killed off, and no, fucking Double can't. Nah, we're too good for that, I guess. Fuck yeah, that's you. right. See, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this bluntly. It's not that bringing him back is the problem. It's the way they do it and the fact that he just comes back to life with no, like, repercussions or anything. He's just he's just back. I would have been fine if it was like, oh, well, I'm back kind of, sort of, but I'm not, like, actually alive. Like, I don't have a body or, you know, I'm just here as, like, a voice kind of thing. I, I that, exist as an essence, if anything. If it was a if it was a reason to have him be able to become double, I would have been fine at the bare minimum. He's like, oh well, I, I'm still dead, you know, obviously, but I'm I'm kind of back in a way where he can use both memories at once, so they can still be the like the two in one thing or whatever. But it's the way where he they do it, where he's he's just alive again. He has a real body now. He's a real boy. You know? And he's just yeah, back it's basically and he's just fine. like, lol, I'm back. That's that's the worst. It's part insulting. If there was, if there was, the change to it, where it's not, he's he's back, but he's not fully back, or you know, like, yeah, I'm only back for a little bit, you know, there's there's, you know, limits to what I can do, or et cetera, et cetera. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. You know, obviously, it still kind of ruins the whole Bullshit, yeah. sacrifice there. But it would have been fine. It would have been like, all right, okay, that's fine. I'll give you that much as you can see. But no, he's just back. He's fine. Absolutely no problems. Absolutely no, you know, repercussions. Uh, repercussions no, no, consequences. no consequences. No downsides to him being back. No, uh, like, nothing. He's just back. You know, fuck you. And see, that, that's what I'm saying. That's why I hated this this new. In this new culture that they brought in with the, with the haste, with phase two Heisei, that they needed, excuse me, that they needed, you know, they needed crossovers now. It's like, 
that limits everything. Could you imagine? Oh my god, this would have pissed me off, honestly. Could you imagine if Kuga had needed a mandatory crossover with Agito? That would have ruined that fucking. Ending it wouldn't hard. have even worked. It would have just. Could you? Oh my god, could you imagine? Could you imagine if Blade needed an, a, like a mandatory fucking crossover with Hibiki? Jesus Christ! I mean, oh at least my with God, that would have been Blade. At least with Blade, there, it's like, oh well, he's still alive and he's still a writer. You could have just said like, oh okay, well nobody's nobody's around. It's just him, you know. They don't need to have anybody else really come back, and that's fine. You can write around that. With fucking Kuga I there, I sure. get it. I get it. They kind of have it like, oh well, he's he's fucked. He's gone. You know, don't think about it again. But, but that's what I'm saying, like, the, the, when you have a decisive ending, that leaves audiences, you know, happy. Like, there's so many endings that we have that I think would have been great. Like, like you like you can say whatever you want about O's, Forza, and Mega Max. They at least wrote it away around Ankh's sacrifice to where AG's at least trying to find how to bring him back. And eventually you know he does. You know what? You fucking just, that's there. That fucking is the worst part about it. That they fucking killed off Philip, but they bring him back because oh, he needed him to be double. But fucking fucking AG dies. He loses all his fucking cores there. He's fucking powerless now. But no, no, he gets to keep coming back. But fucking Ong's still dead. He's still dead. He doesn't get to come back for reals. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the O's fans. We don't get our happiness. <laughs> fucking double fans, dude. <laughs> fuck you, Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still pissed off. They fucking brought Ankh back for one of the, the Heisei movies. And they fucking killed him off again. God. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Damn it. Oh, oh God, he died again. Ah. Like, holy oh, shit. Oh, Jay so must have put in so many holes in the wall because of that. I'm so he upset. probably burnt down his home because of that shit, dude. Like, because, like, it, it's true. Because... Again, with mandatory, because at least you could say, without Ankh, AG still could transform by himself, sure. But like, with Double, the very nature of what he is, already limited what they could do, and because of that mandatory crossover, there was no way that they could have left him dead. Which sucks, man, it sucks, because that ending is such a poignant ending. I, that's why I always tell people, Shut the show off after he turns into Joker at the end, and that's it. That's yeah. That's, that can be the ending, because that's all you need. That that's that's. You could even say there's there's a little like to be continued question mark at the end, just to like really push that noir thing, and that's it. That's, that's why we never talk about the final ep the final final episode of Double. Yeah, because I always because. It, it, it's a joke around the fandom where it's like, no, double end at 47 because nothing happens after that. It it, honestly, you could say. just fucking end it when the Sonazakis die. You could just ignore all the fucking Foundation X shit. Even if you, you want to watch it, just skip the last episode because it's an epilogue. You know, there's a time skip there. You don't need to fucking watch it. It's not like there's a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, Jay's episode. still fuming. It, it, no, there's not. I'm mad. Now I'm mad. Yeah, fuck this ending. It's so fucking <laughs> Well, no, it's... No, see, his anger is justified because it's... The ending really does betray your trust in these characters and in the writer himself because this writer was tr basically telling you death does have a consequence. Yeah. Death, people who die in the show yeah. stay dead. 
you know, Terui's parents didn't come back. Ba you know, ba Skull didn't come back. None of the Sunazakis came back. Shroud didn't come back. Weather didn't come back. Death had a meaning. And then, just so Phil can be I'm like, back. I'm back. What's up? That, like, that, that destroys the entire... That, that's an insulting way... <laughs> that's an insulting way to, like, tell your audience that rule that the rules you established were not rules. They were just plot devices. And um, imagine, ki imagine you're a kid. Imagine the kids who actually do lose their friends due to natural causes or to unexpected circumstances. This basically says, this final episode basically says, oh, if you just wish and wish and hope, they'll come back. Yeah, basically. But they're not going to come back. You see, I, I I, can understand, like, you know, them using the whole, uh, what's what's the rule, the Don Bluth rule, where it's like, you know, be as depressing as you want as long as you have a happy ending. To be fair, Shoujo had a happy enough ending without Phil coming yeah. back. Yeah. He became a man, basically. And yeah. That, and that's, for the audience, that's a, that. For, for us watching him grow, that is such a, like, an utterly fulfilling ending that you would not, you would have had, honestly, I think this show would be number one in a lot of people's hearts if that was the ending, because that was such a fulfilling, like, oh my god, he's finally here, welcome to the, welcome to the world. Like, that would have been awesome, but they kind of betrayed that. That kind of, they did. Well, yeah, they did, and and like Jay said, like they bring Phil back, but Unk no, and then they kill him off again just to say go fuck yourself. They kill off Beatbuster and, and they keep him dead, but no, they gotta bring back Phil. Oh, we're too good for that. And, and again, it's it, it's it's only it's only. It, it, there's only more salt put into the wound because, again, the actor for Philip legitimately does not want to come back. Even if he doesn't technically hate Ryder anymore, he doesn't want to come back. He ne he said himself he's never coming back. So it's like, well, what's the fucking point of this ending? Again, if he had, j other than to just give kids, if a he had just stayed as Joker, yeah. if they had just not finished that, we done what they did in that fucking epilogue. Shotaro could have at least come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, the thing is, I feel bad for his actor because his actor really enjoys that role, and he can't come back because his co-star is bitching and moaning, saying, "I'm not coming back." And that's like the worst part is that like they're still friends. Like you see them still talking. Like they still are, they still do like photo shoots every now. And but now. It's, it's not that Philip hates the cast or he hates like being involved with the show or you know being famous for it. He just doesn't want to come back because he doesn't like the character. He's it's kind of evolved, kind of like Odagiri, where he he, you know, he hates writer, he hates being involved with it. You know, he hated his time on it. It's more just like, you know, obviously he's a pretty big name nowadays. He's you know makes all this money. He's just like I I wasn't a fan of Philip, and I want to do something different. And obviously, you know. Like, it's a little complicated, isn't it? That's, 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 that's kind of why with, the with, ending... Uh, the thing with Origari, Origiri is like, he at least put it on the table saying, if you want, if you pay me and you bring everything I'll come back, back. Hell yeah, I'll be back. If you drop with enough Phil, cash it, it, and you give me a good script, I'll come back. But with Suda, he's just like, I don't really want to come back at all. Not really. It, but again, it, it, his reasoning was, I hated the character. And it's like, because he was too effeminate or something. It's like, 
You were playing a drag queen, like, not five months afterwards, you dumbass. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he, that's kind of been his, the go-to excuse. He said that once or twice, and I'm not, he's never really elaborated on what he means. Well, I never saw, I never saw Philip as effeminate. If he's talking, if he means right. his wardrobe, it's like, it's an eclectic wardrobe. It's not a feminine wardrobe. Second off. Again, like I think, I think it might have been because of the whole he kept faint, fainting. I think he, that's what he hated. But that's a but side like, effect. He used Fang. That doesn't. This, but see, that's the thing. Like, Shoujiro did it too, and he used Fang. So that that entire argument. It's a side effect way. thing. When one person uses the driver, the other person ha is is basically their mind is inside of the rider. Their body is not needed. See, see, the the thing is in general, like. Even, even again, even if we're like just ignoring the fact that Suda never wants to come back and he pretends he can actually sing, <clears throat> it, you know, even if you ignore all that, honestly, I don't understand. Again, I don't understand the ending, even from a storytelling aspect. You know, it, it you know what it is? It's like it's like the ending of a hero's journey. Only the end of the hero's journey is just you know the godly creature saying. Oh, if you wanted the treasure, it was just back at home. It doesn't really matter. You didn't have to come over here. Pretty much. It's like, that's, basically, that's basically what they... It's like in Lord of the Rings. It's like, you know, they're trying to destroy the ring, you know, and then Gandalf was just like, there was like a lava pit outside your house. You didn't. You, we didn't need to get over here at all. You could have just smashed it with a fucking hammer. I don't know. It, it, honestly, overall, though, and, and we can get into our final thoughts now. Overall, I think this uh... is a... Is still a very good show. Like it has flaws. It, it it's. I'll say this. It probably has not aged as well as some people say it has. But I also think it's still a very, very, very good show. You know, the ending does fuck it up really bad. But again, just end it as soon as he turns into Joker. That's it. That's all you need. But overall, I think it's still a very good show. On and you know what? I would say if you're starting out. You know, I don't know why you're even at this point, because if you're at this point, my God, we spoiled you rotten. But if you're starting out with Ryder, I think this is a good show. This show was my that they're, that this was my yeah, second Ryder. Double has always kind of been uh, Babby's first Sentai. It's, it's really kind of the best way to get it. Yeah, sen yeah it's the best Sentai fucking dumbass. Babby's first Ryder. And it, it really is kind of one of the, the better ones to get into. It, like, I, you know, like I always say, it's not... It's weird, but it's not super weird. And it's just, like... It's simple enough where anybody can kind of... Really Actually, Double was my second Rider series, and I watched that as... Uh, and I remember it was on a... It was on a Blizzard in college. It was on the day we had a Blizzard, right after I just finished Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um... But yeah, I mean, basically what AJ said, uh, I love the cast, I love the show overall. It's relatively easygoing, so you don't really need to worry about massive complex plot threads or, you know, bizarre character arcs or whatever. Uh, fuck the ending, uh, ruins the show. It does, but again, if you, if you can, if you can, you know, again, if you want to ignore the epilogue, ignore the epilogue, because fuck the epilogue. It's still a good show, and again, as I said, it's a good show to start with, you know. Again, if you're if you're listening to us and you've never seen this show, I feel bad for you. But if you know somebody who wants to start writer, give them this one. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I think with that being said, let's get to the wheel. 
because we are two oh, hours. Two hours! Jeez, this... Well, we, we kind of rambled on. Oh, shit, that's right. That's right. God, I'm hungry. A little bit. Uh, so, uh, as AJ has done, he put the, the dumb shit at the beginning. Of the, the wheel goes spinning round and round, round and round. Spin the wheel. Something, something. I was, I was, I was trying to say, uh, I was trying to say that one line from, uh, Star Trek, Rathacon, round and around the moons of Nubia. I think that's what it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't it's been... It's, uh, you don't, that's uh, fine. I, I didn't know what you were there. talking about anyways. I guess no one's ever seen the Rathacon here. Jesus. Con! I've seen I it. I just don't care. Only, I guess I'm the only one with culture. <laughs> All right. I just... Let me, let me just. Yeah, can, yeah can, can, considering I, that's a, before, that's from a movie series where in one of them they actually go looking for God. As I've mentioned before, I'm not using my, my normal computer. My, I think I've mentioned the last one. I I'm not using my normal computer, so the wheel's a little slower than it should be because. Well, well. I mean, I can well. spin the wheel next time if that's going to be an issue. Oh, maybe. Actually, no, it's, it's linked to my Facebook account, so. Oh, shit. Fuck. Never mind. Indeed. Anyways, all right, here we go. It's finally oh, oh, done, boy. and it's landed on... Ooh! Oh, that's a good sound. I guess we don't... I guess, uh... <laughs> I guess we better have our fill of Mark Hamill next time, because... Oh. No! No! I can't do that one because I get grossed out by that scene. It is the live action diver movie, the oh. first one with Mark Hamill on the cover. <laughs> That's really Mark. He's not even the guy. <laughs> well, I'm sure so AJ is happy done. because now he gets to finally talk about Guyver. Uh. Oh yes, I can, and I get to talk about how shitty the translators are. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So we've uh, already done the anime, or at least Jay and Nemeth did. Cause yeah, I was, God, I was that was a And I didn't even do it. Wait, oh no, I wasn't sick. I was out of town. Yeah. Um, so Nemeth and Jay did that one. So this time, we're going to watch Giver, the live action one. And hopefully we get to land on it again so we can do the David Hayter one, because obviously that one's way better. But, ah. Uh, I hope you like racial stereotypes, really weird effects, and Mark Hamill not being in your face. And Mark movie. Hamill turning into a monster. So, with that being said, everybody, I hope you liked... I don't know why I'm doing this voice. I hope you liked this episode. I hope you follow us. And as I mentioned before, all the links are in the description. And heck, you know what? I didn't even mention this. Leave us a review on iTunes, because that helps us a shit ton. Yeah. So, with that being said, as I... Uh, as always, uh, I am AJ. That's Jay. Goodbye. That's I'm hungry. And then we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.